Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. y'all doing? Welcome to another episode. And I get to say, now I know I said this before, I batch my podcast. So not every week do I come and like do one, but I knew by the time I got to wherever I would have passed 10K downloads. But guess what? (laughs) We actually did it. Yes. Congratulations to us all. This podcast is as much yours as it is mine. Because guess what? If you guys weren't listening, (laughs) I probably wouldn't still be doing this. I can tell you that hearing your messages, listening to your reviews, OMG, thank you so much for them. Thank you so much for the reviews. OMG, I appreciate it all. So I want to shout out a couple of reviews I got because I asked you guys a couple of weeks ago that if you were enjoying this to write a review and guess what? You guys follow instructions. I love it. So Pezillo, did I pronounce that right? She gave me five stars and her review was five star. Yes, yes, yes. That's what she did. She capitalized the last yes. And she said such an incredible podcast. Thank you for every episode. The way that you share is powerful. Grateful to have found you. I am so glad that you found the podcast and thank you, Pazillo, for your review. I appreciate it. And thank you for sharing so that other people can like find out about me and us, because this, I think, is our co-creation. When I hear the results that you guys are getting, that literally fires me up to just give more to this podcast. So I appreciate it. So yes, to 10K for all of us, because we're co-creators in this thing. And please reach out to Brig at BrigJohnson.com for anything. Like if you have a question, because I'm thinking about doing a question and answer like session, or if you have a topic that you want me to cover that you're like, can you talk about this more? Shoot me an email. I love talking to you guys. It's our little community, right? Especially since I know that a lot of you listen while you're walking, which is the way I listen to my podcast. So yeah, I totally get that you're walking now on your path. Cars are maybe going by or maybe there's no cars, but you're like, got me on. Hey, and you're doing your walk. So appreciate it. Keep your heart rate up. Let's go. Episode 49. First of all, did you guys like that client spotlight last week? I love talking to my clients and I have lined up a couple of more. Like I've been sending out little requests to my 
clients and asking like, hey, you mind coming on to the podcast and sharing your stories? So I have a couple of more coming up. I love sharing that. So you guys can see an actual transformation, not from my point of view and hearing me, but from their point of view, what they're getting from it, how they're using thought work and how practically it's showing up in their life. But before we did 48, 47 was... We were talking about desire and we were talking about how, how we use our past against ourselves. So remember when we go back to desire, like we want to create desire because that's the feeling that's going to get us to create these high achieving goals that we have as high achieving black women, right? So remember our motivation equation, motivation is equal to our why, which is usually pretty strong, times our success expectancy. And so we've been working on the success expectancy part of it, which is on episode 47, we talked about when we said make our our no, when our brain says no, we can say yes. So on the success expectancy, we tend to use our past against us especially if we think our past isn't the way we want it to be. Like we made some mistakes in the past and we didn't show up. I kind of talked about how, like I had all these F's on my transcript and everything, but yet I still decided like, if I get the interview, all I got to do is get to the interview, right? Like somehow the thought that I wasn't going to make it wasn't strong then. Okay. So, but I want to flip it this time because This is how our brain is because a lot of us are like, yeah, if my past is not so good, it uses against us. So if my past was better, I wouldn't have a problem. (laughs) I'm laughing because if you know how our brains are, and if you see some of my clients, some of my clients graduate from Ivy League, go to like their perfect graduate school, line up everything right, and their brain still uses their past against them. So it's a great opportunity for me to demonstrate how our brain, no matter what we think our brain would, like our brain says, it will be easier if, but our brain will still fuck with us, even in that other scenario that we think it will be easy. So let me give an example. Imagine that your life, like you conquered everything, right? Like you went to medical school, you went to law school, like you went from poverty to law school, didn't know how you were going to make it. You ate pork and beans, you eat Vienna sausages, you did the Roman noodle thing, right? But yet somehow you made it through, I don't know what. It didn't even occur to you that you could, that you like, you could even think that you would make it, but you made it anyway. Sometimes we think that past is the past that will help us. Let me show you how we use even that past. I made it. I graduated from Stanford. I graduated from Yale. I graduated from Spelman. I graduated from, you know, PV honors, whatever the thing is. Like I got the scholarship, I like got the promotion, whatever. 
whatever those things are, our history of success can equally be used against us. Okay, so this is how our brain starts thinking, because it's like that thing, whatever that thing was that we did in the past that was enormous and it was like impossible to do, that thing was big. And the thing that we're doing now, our brain is like, that's not as big as that one, right? So if it's not as big as that one, our brain is like, this should be easy. Notice that, how our brain fucks with us. Like, it's like, I went to medical school. So this thing right here, come on now, this should be easy for me. Whenever your brain is going to should, I don't care what it is, pay attention. Even if you're not saying the words should, if it's framed in some kind of way where things should be different than what it is. And if your brain is onto it, it doesn't even use the word should, but it categorizes as something is wrong. You're not supposed to be where you are. It's supposed to be easy because that's your clue. Whenever there is a should, slow down, queen. That's clue that your brain is fucking with you. Okay? Very big clue. Get coaching, coach yourself. So when your brain is like this, what I want to do right now should be easy. Like me, I took off like seven days of running. I was training for a marathon. If you guys follow me on Instagram, which, hey, Johnson Brig, follow me on Instagram. I'm kind of a hoot. I don't show up as a coach all the time. I show up as me on Instagram. It's just me. And I share some of my coaching stuff, but it's just me, right? So I took off. You guys know I went to New York and and like took a few of my clients on a photo shoot experience, which you'll be hearing about. But I didn't run for like seven days. But the last run I did was like 10 miles, but I didn't run for seven days. And so I went out to run after having not run for 10 days. And I was struggling so much like those that first half mile felt like I had elephant legs and my brain kept going. I just did 10 miles. This should be easy. See how our brain messes with us? Like the success of earlier, like this ain't even 10 miles. My brain was like this two miles or three miles should, I was just going to do four. I end up just quitting and doing three. I was like, this is crazy. This should be easy. And even though my new, I hadn't, I hadn't worked out in seven days, I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was for me. So my brain was like, see, like, look, this should be easy. Why is this not hard? Something is wrong. And I'm like, I'm not going to be ready for my marathon. This is crazy. And I was like watching my brain and going, okay, my brain is fucking with me. And I just had a front row seat to it, why it did its thing. We don't have to like attend every fight that our brain invites us to. Sometimes we can just watch the fight. Like pop the popcorn and watch the fight going on in your head with such curiosity. It's like, look, you do a marathon every year, (laughs) probably since 1999, you have pretty much done a half marathon every year. 
whether it be official or unofficial, you have ran 13.1 miles every year in one run every year since 1999. So just let your brain mess with you. Like you just did 10 miles. You didn't lose all of that conditioning in seven days. It's totally impossible. So even though I knew that intellectually, my brain was still messing with me because again, I did this big feat. I graduated from this school. I went to Stanford. I went to Yale. I went to uh, West Point. Like I did all this. I did the hardest thing. Why is this little thing that I'm trying to do so hard? If our brain starts equating easy with success, that's clue number two. So clue number one, anytime it should. Clue number two, if your brain is equating easy, like my brain was, this run was hard, right? Like it's supposed to be easy. Like four miles is supposed to be easy. 10 miles was hard. I did that in the past. So I did the I did the big thing in the past, medical school, law school, you know, road scholar. I don't know. You guys are amazing at what you do. So you did the big thing in the past. So this little thing should be easy. And for some reason, our brains are designed to think easy means success. Easy means the Red Sea has parted for us and Somehow or another, we are predestined to do this thing. And if it's not easy, then maybe we don't have God's blessing because the Red Sea didn't part for us, or maybe we're outside of alignment. I don't know how we like make these jumps to easy means success. And I'm supposed to, it's like, I get the nod, like, yes, this is the direction I'm supposed to go to. And any obstacle means I'm not supposed to do this. Pay attention when we start making the obstacles in the way a reason for us not being predestined as to do this thing. Remember, when we stop asking life for permission as Black women and start telling life what the fuck we're going to do, then we don't make these obstacles that come up a thing of like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Because what we're inadvertently saying is, please, life, obstacles, journey, prove to me that I'm on the right path by making it easy for me. Not true. Not true at all. (laughs) Every time we don't get a Red Sea, sometimes we do. And sometimes the work is when we think of manifestation and all of that kind of like law of attraction, like, yes, it's supposed to come easy to us. But sometimes the law of attraction in the manifestation is keep going no matter what the obstacle is and go around, under, through, dig a tunnel underneath, like march and climb the mountain above it, like take the long way around. Sometimes that's the manifestation too. Not always the parting of the Red Sea. Like we just stand there with our staff and it opens up to us. Oh, we're supposed to go across here. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. And our brain makes that mean something. Also notice 
that we equate easy with smart and the ability. Think about it. And that goes back to like elementary school. The smart kids got the math problems easy. Math was just easy for them or English was just easy for them, right? Like they didn't have to study. They just like showed up and that was considered smart, which was like, oh, you're smart. You're supposed to be doing this. And if we have to study and go home and use flashcards, still getting the same answer at the end of the day, still making even the same test grade because we studied for it, somehow or another, we weren't considered smart. I don't know if that's you, but that was definitely me. I realized that I didn't realize I was smart till way late in life. Because I always thought the smart meant that you just, by some reason, by osmosis, you got the shit. And that meant you were smart. I never equated the fact that you can figure out the shit as even smart. Like, actually, that's kind of smarter. Like the fact that I know how to teach my brain new concepts and I am willing to sit down, figure it out, do all the problems, work it until it clicks in my brain. That's smart because at the end of the day, two plus two is equal four. If you know it soon as you learn it, or if it took you 12 hours to understand that concept at the end of the day for the rest of your life, two plus two will be four and you got it. Who cares if you got it in one hour or in 12 hours? But for us, when we're thinking about success expectancy, we're equating smart with the easiness of our ability to create it. So if someone can do it faster, we're like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Wrong again. Easy or taking time to do something and absorb it and doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you are supposed to do this. Watch out for that mindfuck that our brain does because it It'll easily go to, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this because you know what? It's taking me this long to figure out two plus two is equal four. And Sally Sue over there got it over there in like 30 minutes. I had to struggle for 12 hours. So maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this math stuff. Wrong, right? So whenever we're starting to go, this isn't easy for me, pay attention. Again, how we use our past against us. The other thing that I want to talk about, and I want to spend a little bit of time on this one, is our struggle story. I find for me, the amount of my struggle story, and for anesthesia school, I have a huge struggle story. Like for me, it was like, I quit my job. I had three small kids, two, four, and five. Quitting my job studying for 14 and 15 hours, us living on $6,000 for the year. Guys, $6,000 for the year for a family of four. And I had to pay daycare. How the hell I did that, I still don't know how, right? I was getting child support, but it wasn't even taking care of the daycare. And I had a house note and a car note and daycare. And the child support didn't even take care of daycare all the way. So how I did that, I don't know. I can tell you that was a 
five loaves and feed millions kind of situation. So I have a struggle story with that. That was a very hard time for me. Now, every time I go back to struggle, money's going to get low, bill collectors, like I literally, and I think I've shared this before, I literally had, you know the people, the home investors, how they like get the list, the foreclosure list. I literally had people on my street in front of my house park, taking pictures of my house every month. I would like literally open up my blinds and see people standing out, investors, of course, white men, <laughs> older white men. Now investors are all all colors, all shapes, all sizes, all races. But back then, 20 years ago, it was like, yeah, older middle-aged white men taking pictures of my house, right? So do I have a story about the struggle? Yes. Do I have a story about like being without money? Yes. Did I tell myself, if you make it through this, I will never put you through this situation again? Yes, I did. I did. So listen, if you have that story and it's a strong one, that there's a lot of emotion to that, I want you to like just pay attention because if you're trying to do another big thing that may not be as big as that one, and you have the story of this should be easy, and it's possible that you may have to go backwards. Like for me, quitting my anesthesia job to do like life coaching full time, that story of I'm going to be struggling and I'm not going to make the same amount of money. And I promised myself I would never go back to that. That story was riding with me the whole way. That fear of like, I promised myself I would never struggle again. I promised myself I would never go to the grocery store with a fucking calculator ever again. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done that. Like that story for you, like some people like love budgeting and love such and such. I'm like, hell to the fuck. No, like I lived counting every penny for two years struggling with my kids. So whenever I do that, I'm like, no. So one of the things I do is I live well below my means. So I don't, I can go to the grocery store and just put whatever I want in the grocery cart. I made that, that vow to myself. So what happens when I'm like getting ready to quit the good, good job that I talked about in that episode, right? And my money may go down. I can see where it's like the thoughts of like, I don't want to go back there. That's one of the most toxic thoughts for me that I had to clean up. I don't want to go back there. Even if the past was a success, like you made it, right? Understand that I don't want to go back there. That struggle story, you have to like teach your nervous system. This isn't just thought work, but you have to like address it with your nervous system. Like I get it. I understand. What do you need? That's one of the things I had to do when it was time for me to like, I had a big goal and it is possible that I may go back to there. I had to be willing to go back there again. And I had to coach myself through that. 
the way I coached myself through that was to understand that I had an emotional reaction to it. It wasn't like, oh, no problem. Just change your thoughts. My body was saying no and no and hell to the no. Like I was attached to that struggle story, rightfully so for me. So for me, it wasn't trying to force myself because remember, this one is easy, right? So it's like, come on, like it's easier for us to force ourselves when we're going from bad to good. The problem is when we try to force ourselves going from good to better, that shit does not work because we're doing the opposite of the motivational triad. Think about it. I may have to break this up into two podcasts because I see now like I want to go deeper with this. So before I bring in like why that doesn't work, I think I'm going to do that on a second podcast because I want to go deeper in this. I just realized that this might take a little while. (laughs) So let's wrap up this one first. Our brain will mess with us regardless of our past. If our past is full of success, it will use that success against us once we hit an obstacle because we will say that big thing was hard. This should have been easy. And why am I struggling? And we make easy mean I'm not smart enough. We make easy mean I'm not predestined to. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. None of those things are right. We use our past If it's not the most promising past, we use that against us too. So no matter where you are in the spectrum, the other side that we think is won't help us either because our brain will just fuck with us regardless. Okay. The other thing is be concerned whenever you're starting to say a should, I shouldn't be here. That's clue that you might want to take some pen and paper, start thinking about where you are and what's going on. And I'll dive into the struggle story and the motivational triad and why it's easier for us to go from struggle to good than it is from us to go to good to better and how we're using the motivational triad against us. Like One of it is we have it with us. The other one is like we have a tailwind. We're going against the wind. All right. I'm going to wrap this one up, (laughs) which basically means I'm just going to stop recording. (laughs) And then I'm going to start recording again for episode. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be episode 50. Episode 50. All right. Don't forget, masterclasses. I'm still doing them. Go to BrickJohnson.com. Sign up for the masterclasses, and I will see you guys next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.